Who remembers us? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no. It's been a while, but we're back again in the stinky cellar. In the stinky <laughs> cellar at Chaz's house. With but, a tugboat. With a tugboat made by Grandpa Bill. Oof. But, um, yeah, I think we say it every single time we record, but hopefully it's going to be <laughs> a bit more regular now that Tomo's homeless. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's got anything to do with the pod, but we've just had a really busy summer. Yeah, an individually really busy summer, which has yeah. led to not much motorcycle tinkering which leads to podcasts but there has been lots of motorcycle stuff loads of motorcycle stuff this is tight what's the roof made of plasterboard oh, no it's gonna go through it what's the laptop <laughs> this is gonna take longer than us to record the next episode oh <laughs> what an anticlimax for the imperial blonde Oh, here it is, though. <laughs> Look at the foam on that. Fucking head on it. This is very, um... Oh, it smells good. I know. What do they call that shit? ASMR. Yes. You heard that phrase? Yeah, I have. Where people are into the senses. Yeah, ASMR. I like that. There's oh. a guy that cleans shoes on YouTube. I like watching it. <laughs> What? Well, like old school, like boot polish. Then. Yeah, yeah. Really? What's yeah. the technique? He just does loads of funny noises and then just clean shoes. There are loads of people doing that at Goodwood, do you remember? Oh, yeah. The shoe polish thing, the shoe shine thing. Yeah, because Ted went off and got it done. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> Man. No, well, but, yeah. cheers, this is great. Cheers, boy. Mm. We're finally back. <sighs> When's Rhino going to listen to this now? He's not doing his round. Oh, yeah, shit. Just at home. He's just going to have to put it on the TV. Rhino, this is for you. You need to <laughs> listen whenever. Immediately, yeah. preferably. But yeah. It's been far too long, but we've got loads to catch up on. And we're basically looking forward to, well, exciting months ahead. Because where we go? Well, back to France. But I thought you were going to do some more introductions first. Oh. But listens. Dates. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, we have number. Some, got some stats. This is episode thirty three zero. Big three zero, and it's not really an anniversary episode, but it's a bumper episode, probably. Oh, bumper sounds good. What would be if it was like your thirtieth wedding anniversary? What's that? Not like forties, like Ruby. No comment. No idea. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Wait, twenty five <laughs> is silver, isn't it? I literally have no idea. Pearl. Is it? I How do you know that? I don't know. That might not even be it. I'm going to have to look it up. Look now. it up. But basically, it's episode 30, but we we want to celebrate by getting back into where we left off. Um, and we logged back in. Well, it took us a while to log back in to our what was Anchor. This is how long it's been. The software's even changed name. It's not even Anchor <laughs> anymore. It's now like podcasters on Spotify or something <laughs> yeah, like Spotify that. Yeah, Spotify for podcasters. Yeah. So... Um, we fucked that because it took us <laughs> ages to find out our login and stuff because it's been that long and just not that organised. But we're back in and we were surprised. It is we... Pearl, by the way. Is it? How do you know that? Oh, I'll tell you why, actually. Because I didn't actually know it was 30. But at work, because at work, we've just had the 40th oh. anniversary for Goaches mm-hmm. on the wall, covered in a bit of dust. But there is a <laughs> there is a pump clip 
are from the 30th. From the 30th, and they did an India Pearl Ale rather than Ooh. India Pale Ale. And nice. And they had a little pearl like on the pumpkin. So what's 40? Ruby. So have you done a... Ruby bit. Oh, a Ruby Red. Nah, because no one fucking likes that, so we didn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anyway, we were surprised to see when we logged back in our all-time listens. Jumped up. 720. 720 listens. Out of 30 episodes. I'll let you do the maths, but I think that's pretty fucking good. I was actually quite surprised. I was really surprised given how infrequent it's been. What was it in June? 10th of June. 10th fucking June. <laughs> was number 29. Mm. I think that is a key to being getting somewhere. But I think that happens to loads, actually. making loads of After listening to like off. all the backlog of like motorcycles and misfits and Cleaver Moto and whatever. There's always a lull at some point. Yeah. But this is the last lull. Fingers crossed. <laughs> it is the 1st of November. Yeah, so we're going to come through strong. I'm seeing you for the next few weeks. Next few months. And then, oh, well, yeah, and then we're off to France when? The 5th of December. So in just over a month. So we this... could record one on the way down with Claire and Eva in the car. Claire's had enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> update. Claire Hayden has had enough of motorbikes. <laughs> the previous enthusiast. That's going to change. Is now sick of it. Yeah, it will change. I don't know why. There wasn't a very valid reason for being sick of it, though. I think it was just because I tried to buy that bike at the wedding. Oh, okay, yeah. And That's I think another story. <laughs> I think it was just wrong time, wrong place. Yeah. But I had a friend there. Yeah, exactly. Because he didn't have any other friends. John Ness. Yeah. <laughs> 1066. Yeah. But, I mean... We'll get into that story in a bit. Yeah, but... it's been a bit of a summer of that as well, hasn't it? There's been a lot of stuff where normally when we meet up, we don't talk about much because we're waiting. We want to save podcast. it and share it and discuss it. Whereas this summer, we've kind of we've had to get through that because we haven't been doing podcasts. Mm. So we've had to share the stories, which is a bit of a pain now because you kind of forget them. But which isn't ideal. Yeah. But I've we've got I've got one which I haven't told Tom about. I think he's got a couple that he hasn't told me about. So they'll be fresh. And then we've got the stories we're going to talk about. But do we even we didn't even do a Malay podcast then? Wait, well, no. Middle of fucking July was the Malay. We mustn't have spoken about the Malay even. Is that right? That seems a bit weird. What's that fucking noise? Rain. Is it rain? It's raining outside. Oh, look at that old three legs bottle. Yeah, I I've, I've saved two of those. Yeah. So I've still, no, like full. Oh, really? Yeah, because I wanted to see how it would age each year. Oh, yeah, that's what the one behind it, that Orval is from 2019. Yeah, so I'm going to bring one of the three legs out. Or maybe bring one here. Ooh, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, we've got a chance for that. But yeah, so <laughs> we haven't even done a Malay pod. No, because it that's was bad. If it was the 10th of June and that was when it was. Yeah. Then we haven't. So I guess since that's what I mean that there's so much stuff. To I talk think about. before the Malay, it was probably that quarry day. I think we did a podcast after the quarry day. Yeah, because we were talking about riding your trans out, the trans out, and how much how good it was. Yeah, and then we had the Malay, and then we have also had a an actual trials day at Canada Heights, haven't we? As well. Yeah, that was a fuck up. Really. It was good, but the bike problems. Oh, the bike problems were a bit much. Um, and then... What else have we done? We had a few bike nights. 
We you had a bike day. Oh, yeah. A full day. Yeah. We haven't bought anything new, I don't think. Almost. Yeah. Not quite. And haven't sold anything yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> well. But we have got plans. Mm for lots of things so yeah I, mean, I don't really know where to start to be honest because of like we keep saying there's so many things to talk about i well i think i'm just going to bring something up just to start with as like a preliminary subject preliminary subject is that, that even the right is that even yeah. oh my god is that even the right adjective i, I just think we should give a small tribute to oh, yeah, jay yeah. yeah okay that's fair i think that's cool so um well, Charlie, I'm going to let you take the reins on this, but I feel like we should mention it. Yeah, so we've spoken about Jay or Jamie before. Um, he is the mechanic from Fast Lane Motorcycles in Tunbridge and the guy that we used to probably joke about quite a lot, taking our shit heaps to. Yeah. And he'd have to get an MOT for it somehow. And I think every single MOT had a story going down to see him. A lot of story, And even just the journeys going to see Jamie yeah. was just... Just every else. yeah, <laughs> like the SV breaking down, yeah, like your bike the breaking XL, down, yeah, the Kawasaki, yeah, <laughs> Rhino stories there, yeah. Just... Well, there's just been a long history, and even at the old premises as well. Oh yeah, going the down... SR250, yeah, 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 shit. And like I actually forget it goes. I back took the SR250 down there. We, I was with you though. What did I ride? No, that was another time. Oh yeah, shit with a flaming headlight. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. But yeah, so basically, and so Jay's, yeah, he's he's a mechanic at Fastlane, but also I went to primary school with him and his mum used to look after me after school. Like she was our childminder, me and my sister. Um, so there is a history there. And every time I went, he'd basically just turn on the clock for the MOT, wonder about the bike, and then we'd just have a good catch up. So it, was, it wasn't like that often but we'd have the old facebook chat and blah, blah blah but basically cutting a long story short he was a really good racer and he was racing at brands hatch on in september and had a crash which led to him going to hospital and was it september i thought it was october it was the very month. end of september oh was it yeah, end of september, yeah. um and then yeah had a crash and then that was it he has died. So yeah. That's all he wrote. So we'll raise a glass, I think. Yeah. Cheers, Jay Boy. Cheers, Jamie. Um, but yeah. Yeah, pretty sad, as you'd expect. But also, n- neither of us were able to make his funeral, which was a bit of a pain in the ass. But he had a massive turnout. Like huge, loads and loads and loads of bikers. Turnout. Rebecca said it was like the Mayday run. Yeah. She literally that video you've probably seen it, the one yeah, on the A twenty one, where it's just an untold amount of bikes mm. like taking up the whole road no yeah. cars so no it's good he was definitely well loved and had a huge huge turnout huge reception for that so um yeah yeah so, he was one of the good he was one of the good eggs um in the industry and um yeah he will be missed but i just will. i just thought it was definitely worth raising a glass to him uh and our appreciation for that so yeah. um yeah nice one jay um since then as well, I guess I've just been racking up the miles on the trans out. Oh yeah. Because Can't yeah. Imagine how many miles you've been putting on that. It's now literally just shy of fifty thousand, so six thousand six thousand miles pretty much nice. on that. Um but that's just come back 
from the MOT. Yeah, I was wondering about that story. Yeah, so basically, like, the Transalp for me is my, like, daily workhorse. It's my... I don't have a car, so that is my transport. Mm. And um, Daily rider. Yeah, so it gets commuted in all weather. Um, so I was a little bit apprehensive about the MOT, given its age. It's 30 years old, and it's just shy of 50,000 miles. And there are a couple of bits on it, <laughs> which I was a bit questionable about whether it would get through, because I can't afford to have it off the road, because I rely on it so much. Um, I was a bit apprehensive of where to take it, because obviously having relied so much on... Jay doing the solids at fast lane and I didn't find it in my head I didn't think it was appropriate to go back to fast lane I don't really know why yeah, but at that time at the time it was, it was so between it was so fresh and I felt a bit sad and obviously Justin wouldn't have replaced Jay no doubt that short notice yeah. they'd been short staffed anyway and I was just a bit like I can't do that so yeah. I went to the local bike shop because I was like support the local independent shop so I went to Intermotorcycles which is on Stone Street in Maidstone mm. And the reason I thought of that is one, it's really close to the brewery, but also every time I drive past there, I always slow right down and like have a look. And there's yeah. always like old bikes outside, mm. parked outside in the car. There's loads park. of bikes there. I don't so know how I'm, they get them in there. I know. So I was just like, well, all right. So I'll go in and have a chat. So I went in and had the like preliminary chat, especially actually. I'm just going to touch on it really briefly because I don't want it to become a fucking thing. But like after <laughs> the thing with Claire's MOT on the Defender, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not running out of time <laughs> yeah. I was just went in there nice and early um <laughs> when's it actually due 13th of november oh is it yeah I mean, done it yeah and it's all well, done now already well, fingers crossed yeah I so I, the story. I, well i was in i've been in and seen them already yeah. but i went in in the middle of october i went in a month before because i think it's only a month you can only get it tested a month before yeah or whatever well you can get tested anytime anyway so i went in and um i was like yeah i want to put this in for the mot and i was like oh there are a couple of things and they're like right okay one of which is on the rear wheel. One of the spokes is just like blown out. So it's just like missing. And I was just a bit like, oh, are they going to pick that up on an MOT? Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, well, um, 30 year old bike. We're not going to work on that wheel. Cause like by the time we take it out and get the tire off and find out your rim's really corroded. And then all the nipples are seized. Like, mm. they're like it's just not for us. So if you want to get the wheel rebuilt, um, we work with a guy and like, he's about 126. He's been doing it a long time. And I was like, what? Um, he was like, yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't advertise or anything. He only goes off of referrals from us. But um they were just like, yeah, we can we can send your wheel to him and he can he can rebuild it onto a new rim. And I was just like, okay, oh, okay. Do you really like the bike? Like mm. that would be quite good for a bit of longevity, but also Did I'm, they give you an idea and cost for that? No, nothing. And I was like, oh, that's quite a lot of money. And like, yeah. Fuck, okay. Um so I was like, oh, okay. Um yeah, and I was like, well, I do just rely on it for work, so I'm not really sure where that leaves me because I'll have to, like, obviously take the bike off the road. And they would they'd already said, like, oh, we don't have space to keep a bike here without its wheels on because then it's immovable. And yeah, yeah. So you'd have to, like, just bring the wheel into us. And then we've just moved out of our house, which has been a fucking yeah. ordeal anyway. <laughs> and there's no space to keep it. And I was just a bit like, mm, okay. And then he was like, alternatively, you can just – bring the bike down to us, wheel it in for its MOT and uh, we'll give it the quick uh, once over. And uh, if your spoke breaks after it leaves us, then um, that's just really unfortunate. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was just like, so I was like, okay, cool. And then like, so I hadn't really thought about it much after I booked it. I was like, okay, cool. These guys seem pretty sound. Like I'll get yeah. booked in. And then the day before, cause I had it booked in for a Tuesday cause they're closed on Mondays. Mm. Um, 
on the Monday when I finished work, I was like, oh, I'm just going to check the lights because I haven't even checked the lights. I just use it so much, I just don't even check. Oh, no. And like, headlight, and I was like, yep, sweet. Like, backlight, yep, sweet. Brake lights, yep, sweet. And I was like, indicators, I was like, back, yep, sweet. Front light, oh, why aren't the front indicators coming up? Like, <laughs> nice. like, What's this? And then I knew before the guy who had it before me had put these like LED bulbs oh, yeah. in the front indicators. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, one, why the fuck have you done that? Because yeah. they're indicators, like they don't need to be like that. Yeah. But also I was from listening to things like Cleveland Moto and stuff, I just like old bikes don't necessarily always work with these LED bulbs and stuff. So mm. I was just like, what the fuck's this? So I was a bit like, oh, I can't be dealing with like wasting time. Like, cause I've obviously, cause I have to drop it off there while I'm at work. Yeah. So I had to, but they don't open till 10. Oh no. So I had to like, and I start work early. So I'm like, go to work, do a first bit of work, ride it up to the garage, get it dropped off, get picked up, come back to work, do my day at work and then go back up there after. Cause <laughs> I can't be dealing with it not passing from fucking indicator bombs. Yeah. So I was like, right, after work on Monday, I was like, right, is Laguna still open? Because Inter's not. Oh uh, yeah. Buzz down to Laguna. And uh, go it. I because you can get to the front indicator bulbs on the Transat really easy. You don't have to take anything off. You just like lean in behind the forks and pull them out. Oh, really? Yeah, super easy. Weird. So like, no fairing removal, no faff, no nothing. So I was like, too easy. Like, pop them out, walk in, and like, I need a couple of indicator bulbs for these. Like, these are LEDs. They're not working. Mm-hmm. The guy behind me was like, okay, cool. Let me have a look. Like, pulls this basket out, like, full of bulbs. I'm like, oh, sweet. This is exactly what we need. Like, grab that a pack. And uh, he held the bulb, held down. He's like, yep, yeah, sweet. These are the ones. And I was like, cool. Didn't think anything of it. Like, indicator bulbs, nice one. Yeah. Paid the, like, whatever it was, £3.97. Went, <laughs> went back um, to the brewery, actually. Howard was still at the brewery. So I was like, oh, I'm going to buzz back there. And um, buzz back there. Like, got them out of my jacket pocket. And I was literally about to... I flipped them over just to read, like, the brand or whatever. I don't know why. I just flipped them over. And then on the back, I just saw in, like, bold letters, it said, like, offset. And I was like, fuck's that? And then I was having a look at the bulb and, you know, like on a bulb, centrally on the perimeter of them, they've got the pins. So when yeah, you push yeah. them in, they can locate those pins are offset. Oh, no. So they wouldn't have fitted in the holder. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? But by the time I got that there, they were <laughs> shut. And I was just like, uh, so I, call, I called because I was just like, I wonder if anyone's still there. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I just popped in like 10 minutes ago for some indicator. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I was like, yeah. You gave me offset bulbs. Like these aren't going to be what these aren't going to work. Like, yeah. And they were like, "Oh well, we don't have any other ones." I was just like, "What?" I was like, <laughs> "Can you just just double check? Like you don't have any like straight fitment?" Yeah, no, we don't have any of them. I was like, "Fucking hell, chocolate <sighs> teapot." So I was just, <laughs> I was a bit annoyed, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to have to like go." So I got, went outside and just kind of like scratched away at the LED one a little bit because I had like a bit of like corrosion. And I was wondering whether maybe that was it. But I wasn't too sure. And like, I put it in, put it back in the bike, started it and pressed it. And they both worked. And I was like, that's what? a little bit weird. Yeah. Given that I didn't really do anything much. <laughs> anyway, left it. Went the next day, like took it up there. I was there like king because I didn't want to be late. So I'd arranged it. I'd said like, I'm working all day. So I'll just drop it off in the morning. And then if you can just fit it in whenever it's convenient, I'll yeah. pick it up in the afternoon. Yeah. It's so got there for like five to 10. They open at 10. And um, the guy, I get there first. All the shutters are still down and there's nothing in the car park. So I was just like hanging around. And the guy pulls up in his van. And he's like, oh, you're right, mate. And I was like, yeah, I've just got an MOT booked. And he was like, oh, yeah, sweet. And that was just it. And I was just like, drop <laughs> my name or anything, or number. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, all good. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Left him the keys, like 
went back to the brewery anyway. Stuck at his van, drove off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not open on Tuesdays. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> and I was just like, fucking hell. Anyway, I like, carried on at work, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, God, I haven't had a phone call. Like, I don't know if that means it's, like, done or it's not. And, yeah. like, got back to the brewery and it was, like, 2 o'clock. And I was like, must be done by now. I said I'd be work, done by work at 3 o'clock or whatever. I was like, oh, hang on. You can go on the, like, Gov website and just check. Like, do oh, a yeah. tea check. That's like, a weird idea. I was like, fuck, I'm just going to check, like, see if it's done. And I've been anxious all day because I'm just like, oh, if I can't use it, I'm going to be screwed. Yeah. Like, checked on, like, put the reg in, like, checked on, and it's just like, pass. And I was like, fucking result. Like, it's passed first, first time. Day? On the Tuesday, yeah, first time. It's already on there. Yeah, it's already, yeah, already as soon as they've done it, it's like straight up on there. Right. I was like, sweet. And I was just like, oh, perfect. Like, so just buzzed straight up there, um, got dropped off. Went in, and I was like, yeah, I'm here to pick up my trans out um, from its MOT, like the, on the ground floor. Like, you know, when you yeah, go in, yeah. that's where they like, book in for service and mm-hmm. stuff, and they've got the sales. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's the trans out, isn't it? He's like, oh, you're going to have to go upstairs. And I was like, oh, no, they've got to have chucked a load of parts on there or oh, something. No. Build me because part sales are upstairs. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're going to have to go upstairs. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. what? Oh, I go upstairs, and then I was like, oh, I've got my bike in for an MOT, but apparently my keys are up here. And the guy was like, Oh yeah, okay, cool. And like went on the back, like got the the paperwork and the keys. I was like, oh, there you go. I was like, all right, um, do I need to pay? He's like, oh right, yeah, shit, yeah, you need to pay. I was just like, okay, right. And then um, I was like, got the paper. And I was like, oh, so it's, it's all passed and everything. I was like, yeah, yeah, sweet. And then he just like read off the advisory. So they were like, <laughs> read off, the, yeah, <laughs> read off the advisories. And it was like front and rear tire worn very close to legal limit because <laughs> they are. <laughs> TKC80s that are, I think, um, continental class that was 80 20, like 80 yeah, yeah. off road, 20% on road, like <laughs> quite soft compound, big block off road tires that have just been commuted on. <laughs> so they're like very square. square and yeah, like the tread depth indicator <laughs> is just there. Um, so they were on there. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sweet. And then. Um, and then it said about the indicator, and I was just—it said like indicator um, flashes. Can't even remember the the adjective they used, but it was just like <laughs> some, yeah, something like intermittently. Oh yeah, intermittent. That's it. And I was just like, what? So anyway, I was like, well, it's got a pass. I've got my keys. I paid. <laughs> I paid the twenty nine quid. Like it's sweet. Um, go downstairs, and then uh, I go outside and like put the key in the bike, and I was like, oh yeah, sweet. And the guy comes out, and he was just like. Oh, the old Trans Alp. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, he's like, oh, I love these bikes. I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I just did the MOT on this. And I was like, oh, sweet. Like, I said, oh, I appreciate you being um, quite fair. And he was like, um, yeah, well, you know, like, he's like, it's clear you use it. And um, I remember you coming in and telling me about your spoken stuff. So, like, yeah, yeah. he was like, I know you're clued up, sort of thing. And he was like, can't be much fun to ride on those tyres, though. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, well, I'm kind of just used to it. Like, I just use it all the time. And he was like, well, it says as long as they've got a mill of tread on them, which um, I can see a mill of tread on them. He's like, would I ride it? No fucking way. <laughs> he was like, but sure bike. And he was like, those indicators, he was like, couldn't really get them to work. So I had to like hold them in while I pressed the button. But it, he was like, it eventually got them to flash. So he was like, I was like, what do you mean hold them in? He was like, well, I was down on one knee and I had my hand inside the fairing, holding them, really? in, holding them in, pressing the button. He's like, but it got a flash. So it's good to me. <laughs> That's so good. And I was like, oh, fucking. I was like, oh, cheers. That's, that's, I said, that's really nice. And I was like, I think it's something to do with the LEDs. He was like, there's LED bulbs in there. And I was like, 
I was like, yeah, they were even in there. And he was like, oh, sack them off. Like, get some good ones from upstairs. I was like, all right, yeah. I said, that's a fair point, to be fair. Because, like, yeah. I am using it a lot. Yeah. It's quite nice to be seen. So I was like, I am actually just going to get those. I went upstairs, like, four quid for the bulb. So, put they work? Yeah, and they work great. So, yeah, I just put, <laughs> put, put them in. Why didn't they just do it? I know. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, and he did say, he was like, oh, I didn't put it on your MOT, but your headlight doesn't have a low beam. You know, it's got like that oh, yeah. LED thing. Oh, yeah. Another was, LED. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, to be honest, you're safer with that headlight because it's brighter. So, he yeah. was just like, doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I was just fucking well chatting. Yeah. I was like, oh, someone that's actually speaks sense. And then we were just chatting loads about having the wheels done. So he was like, he was like, oh, if you are interested in keeping the bike long term, he was like, we can look at getting the wheels rebuilt for you. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. So I was just like, oh, fucking sweet. Solid <laughs> MO, solid MOT tester. So highly recommend into motorcycles on Stone Street and Maidstone for a nice fair MOT. <laughs> Claire should have gone there. I know. Oh, no, I did. I took Claire's SR there. Oh, for the Defender. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. So that's that's the uh, that's the trans out ready to roll for another 12 months perfect i know so i'm actually not gonna be ridden for another five i know it's gonna be part i said that to him as well because he said about the tires and i was like to be honest i've just been avoiding putting tires on because i just want to sit on them yeah for ages yeah so um yeah it's actually well chuffed with that as as an outcome which for something I was a little bit nervous about because you yeah, never know. You're always it's... nervous about MOTs, like yeah, a pain in the ass. But I've taken Claire's SR there, and that was fine. I've now taken the Trans up there. Yeah, I really like them. Good. So I think... that's good for me to know as well. Yeah, it's going to be even closer to me. Good me. Good local garage. So, yeah, yeah. Happy days. Yeah, definitely. And then you took light bulbs back to Laguna today. Well, I went to them. They're fucking shut. Oh no! Shut on a Wednesday. What? I just couldn't believe it. Oh, uh, not the biggest fan. No. And yeah, they're shit because they gave me the wrong fucking bulbs. That's so weird because they must have seen it was not. That's why I literally gave. I had the LED bulb with me. I and give it. I give offset. it. I give it to them. Yeah, and I was like, like I was looking at it. So fucking weird. Yeah, not chaffed on that. Oh well, but, but you will be taking them back. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah, I bought my three pound ninety seven discount. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, gonna take those back, but yeah, chaffed. So basically, Transalp is ready to roll. SR is ready to roll. SR's parked up in my parents' garage at the moment, yeah, actually. Yeah, SR's so. parked up for the winter. Did you drain the fuel? Uh, out of the carb, yes. Yeah, that's and fine. then I told Dad if he wanted to take fuel out of the tank, tank. for the lawnmower or whatever, then he can do that. Or for his own bike. I don't think he's going to ride that over the winter. No, okay. I think he's literally just... He literally said to me, like, I'm not riding it in the in the rain or whatever, and then yeah. as soon as they grit the road, I don't think he's going to be interested. So. At least he drained the carb, though. Yeah, I drained the carb, and... <sighs> There's no way that he's going to keep the battery on a tender up there because he doesn't have. Did a... he disconnect it? No, I didn't actually. But I am you don't going... need to. No, you? but I am going back up there oh, at yeah, some point. Yeah. Um, but I thought as long as the carb's empty, that's the main thing. And then... Yeah, yeah. And then it will just fill up and go. It's one of those things. It's so funny. I was just like, oh, what do I need to do for this winter storage thing? And then like just remember about all your bikes that you kept in the shed like every winter. You just come back and like, after a few kicks, they're just good. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. Like, <laughs> just really overthinking it. I know. But... I have been thinking about that this year, that if everything goes to plan, the only bike gonna, that's going to be left in the UK this year is going to be the XL anyway. Ooh, what's the plan then? Let's move on to that. We're going to France and we're taking... Well, there is a plan, but I wanted because we were talking about MOTs. Oh, okay, yeah. It's going to do the cub one, but let's transition into that in the second half. Ooh. 
Oh, second bit. Oh, yeah, second quarter. Second part. Second part. Part do. <laughs> the second quart. Is there still more? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what I've got down there either. It's got an old sock. <laughs> I can't believe the first, well, the second pour of the Imperial has just gone straight into a skanky old sock. <laughs> it came out, I was, that was impressive. Oh, it smells quite good though. Yeah. You know, like you when you pour wine, it just trickles out. It never comes out like that. Why did it come that was funny. Oh, there we go. Sticky tables coming up and sticky uh-huh. socks. When's that sock going to get addressed? Uh, no idea. Probably well, when we get back from the winter. Well, hopefully not, actually. Oh, shit. But yeah, so um, MOT chat, because we're on MOT chat, and I've got a little story about the Cub, the Honda Cub. The C90. The C90 MOT. So That's the Imperial Diet. Oh, shit. We're going to be screwed. Cheers. Um, yeah, so the Honda Cub had its yeah. I don't, I know nothing about this other than it was booked, and that's all I know. So the first time it was booked, basically, I, so I've actually, obviously, again, it was, well, it, was, it must have been in between, so in between Jay again, because I didn't go to Fastlane either because for the same reasons, I just didn't want to. Yeah. It just felt a bit funny. So... I've been doing quite a lot of work up in Chatham with the father-in-law and the motorcycle shop opposite the houses is called Bowen Motor on Luton Road. And there's a guy that always stands outside, the salesman, the Kawasaki salesman. Um, just Smoking darts. (laughs) Yeah, just having a big old puff up and he's always there. And we happened to have parked that side of the road this time and he was there. And I was like, think about booking an MOT, like what's the deal? And he's like, Go downstairs and book it. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Went downstairs, booked it. I think it was for a Friday. And then literally Thursday came round and Phoebe's dad was like, I'm not going to go in tomorrow. And then something else came up, so I couldn't even get there. Couldn't even just take it on your own accord. like yeah. So I cancelled it. Then I moved it to the next week, maybe. So that day, started the cover. Well, it kind of links into another story, but... Mm. It also doesn't, but maybe yeah, it'll it make sense later. But so, started the cub up, and she was fine. So, but now I'm thinking about the other story because it does link in, in a way. Get it out then. So basically, the first time I put the cub in, so yeah. it was meant to go in for an MOT. Actually, quite a lot's happened since then, hasn't it? <laughs> was it MOT when I rode it for then? No, it wasn't. <laughs> the Green Lane Day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <no>, that. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It just yeah. keep, I keep remembering more and more stuff. <laughs> so I think the MOT was due at like the start of September. and It was not road on public roads after this. It was, the MOT was due at the start of September. <laughs> and I booked it in with Jay yeah. at Fastlane. Yes. And it was a mad day. I woke up, like got the kids ready, off to school or whatever. And then I went outside and it was absolutely pissing it down oh i remember now actually absolutely soaked and i kicked the bike over and it started and i was like perfect let her warm up for a sec i'll put my helmet on get my gloves on and then push it around the back so i pushed it around the back gave it a little rev up to go and just instantly died so fuck what's going on why is it 
not working. Mm. This is like the unheard most reliable, of for yeah. the carb. Yeah, it's like compared that it's up there with the XL on the most reliable bike I've ever had. Yeah, it just always works. Yeah, so it cut out, kicked it again, went a little bit, cut out, and it just kept doing it. I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. Anyway, I was like, shit, I haven't got time for this. No. So I literally whacked it back inside the gate, opened the shed, got the tool bag out, pulled off the um, leg shield, pulled off the carb, and I was like, it must be a problem with the carb, carb, give it a quick clean up. Yeah. Sprayed the shit out of it, cleaned everything out, put it back on, kicked it, started again. I was like, mm. perfect. We're Ready to go. Yeah. And then it just went and died. And I was like, fuck, what's going on? And then literally cutting the longest story short, kept doing it, nothing, just kept dying. And I'd had no idea what was going on. So I had to call Jay. That was the last time I spoke to him, actually. I just said, Jay, you right? And he was like, yeah. And I was just, I'm not going to make the MOT. Um, Whatever. Then we had a quick catch up, which was quite nice because I wasn't turning up. And then... um, yeah, that was actually the last time I chatted to him, which is weird. But um, <clears throat> anyway, that was left. Time came, family, stuff going on, didn't get it booked in, yeah. apart from up until when I said. So I booked it into Bauamoto. So that morning, got ready for work, started the bike up. Perfect. Started up. Rode it all the way up Bluebell Hill. No more, no further like looking at it. No, no, nothing. Literally rode it all the way up Bluebell Hill, rode into Chatham, got to the bike shop, parked it up. And the guy was stood there out the back having a dart. Yeah. And he was like, oh, mate, you into the Malay on that thing? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I raced it and like uh, this year at the Malay. And he was like, oh, mate, buddy, I can't believe you raced that. What a dream. I love those cubs. They're so good. Oh, yeah. Anyway, go inside, check her in and I'll see you later. So... That was that. Went in the shop, checked in, went up, went off to work. Mm. And then I had the same thing. Yeah. I had no phone call and whatever. But mine, I was opposite probably. Yeah. I was like, if I've had no phone call, it's just passed. Yeah, it's just good to go. And I'm yeah. just going to go pick it up. So no phone calls. Then it was a really, really, really hot day. Mm. But in the morning, it had been kind of rainy. So I had loads of gear on, like, which is unnecessary really for the carb. Yeah. I had so much gear on. And then went in and he was like, oh yeah, that, oh mate, that pass with flying colours, absolutely no problem with that. And I was just like, really? It's like so haggard. No problem. <laughs> no problem with that. Pass first time, no advisories. No advisories. Nothing. Because we've got bow and that. I know. So um, went outside, kicked it, started up first time. And I was like, cool, I'm looking forward to this ride home. And I was actually like, there's a green lane on the halfway down Bluebell Hill. Yeah, by the Shell Garage. By the Shell yeah, Garage. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I might take a little fucking diversion and go down the green lane because 100%. We finished at like three. Yeah. I was only going to Phoebe's mum and dad's for dinner. So Celebrate like, the fresh year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm going to go for a little green lane. Yeah. Anyway, got like just out of there. And then there's a couple of turns and it goes up this really steep hill to get out. Mm-hmm. And then it's went, and oh, I was like, God. what the fuck's going on? Anyway. A couple of minutes later, I'd been kicking it, and I was like, I must have the... Because the fuel tap's weird. There's no reserve. It's just on or off. Right, yeah. And I always forget which way it's meant to be. Yeah. So I was like, it must be that. Flicked it around, kicked it, started again. And I was like, oh, so the fuel in the wrong place. Yeah. Started going back up up the hill again, and then literally about less than 10 metres, died again. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Anyway, I was like, I don't really have any tools. The bike shop's just there. I'll go back if there's a problem, but there's no problem. I'm just going to keep kicking it. 
And like I said, it was fucking hot. So I had all this stuff on and I was just kicking, 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 kicking. It's a cut. It's a 90. Like, it should just kick straight Yeah, exactly. I, Well, we, I've started it with my hand before. Yeah. Right? So I knew there was something wrong, but I didn't want to believe it because I'd ridden it all the way to work and they just MOT'd the it. And then, yeah. So it kept kicking it, kept going. Everyone, like, there were loads of chavvies walking past. Like, oh, what's up for your bike, mate? Oh, do you want to give you in? Oh, just fuck off. Yeah. But, um... Nothing happened. Then I was just like, I'm going to have to go back to the shop. Oh, my word. Just a brief uh, technical interlude. Which there may not be because you're probably still listening to us. Okay. Which right. you are, I think. That was good. So, um, um, yeah. What, back to bow? Yeah, I went back. Yeah. So I just free freewheeled it back to bow and because it was all downhill anyway. Got there. And then I pulled in and I was just like, where's everyone gone? <laughs> They'd all fucked off. Oh, no. So it wasn't shut, but no one was there. And I was just waiting by the service hatch like for ages and yeah. ages. And then eventually I went round to the women just nattering about the clothes. And I was like, is there anyone around? Because like, n- nothing's happening now. And they were like, oh, yeah, we've probably just gone for a tea break. I'll bring them down in a minute. Tea break? So <laughs> it was like four o'clock or whatever by now. So <laughs> they... um eventually appeared and then the guy like the main service must be service manager or whatever yeah. came out and i was like um can i buy some carb cleaner because my bike seems to be playing up i don't know what's wrong with it right. and um he was like yeah sure mate um let me just go and get some and then the other guy who i sp- saw really early in the morning the yeah. Malay guy appeared behind me as well and he was like you're right mate I was like, yeah, no, my cub's just like playing up. I don't know. And he's like, what? That little cub? I MOT'd that. That was fine earlier. He was like, oh, come on, let's have a look at it. So we went outside and because we'd had our previous Green Lane day on it, I looked down towards the spark plug and there was a huge fucking stick like wedged in between the leg shield. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a ghost in there. No, I think it was the buggy, the pram thing. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, that made me jump. What the fuck? <laughs> Imagine if there was a ghost down there. It probably is. Yeah. But um yeah, so there's a massive stick wedged between the leg shield yeah. and the spark plug cap. Oh, so it was like loose connection on the So yeah, so we anyway we pulled the stick out and it was a big one as well. Like it was a good like inch thick. A branch. Properly wedged in there. <laughs> and um we pulled that out, and then I was like, wow, the spark plug cap's really loose. Oh, so it, like, snapped it a bit. Well, it was weird. Anyway, so we were just fucking around with it, and he was just like, yeah, that isn't great. Let me go and see what we've got inside. So he came in with this cool spark plug tool, pulled the spark plug out, and he was like, well, that's a bit fucked as well. They're only a couple of quid. Should I just get one of those too, and we'll see what happens? So I was like, yeah, fuck it. So he went in, got a brand-new spark plug cap mm. and a plug. Oh, new cap as well. Yeah, just a bit because the, the cap lead, just like, wasn't sticking yeah. on. So um, he quickly unscrewed the cap, screwed the other one back in, mm. put the plug in, stuck it on, and it like wasn't really doing anything. Still, and we were just like, "What's going on?" And it would sort of start start up, and then as soon as it had been running for like thirty seconds, it would just die, what and it was still doing it. And I was just thinking. Shit, how am I going to get home? Yeah. One, like, what's going to happen with the bike? I'm meant to be selling it. That's why I've got the MOT. Yeah. 
what's wrong with it now just thinking of coils like oh all the other all of the other stuff <laughs> that i'm gonna have to like explore to find out what the problem is yeah. especially after because we've been working on your xl yeah and i was like fuck's sake it's just never ending with these cams like, <laughs> so annoying <laughs> And then also just think, imagining Phoebe, like, for fuck's sake, I have to come and pick you up. Like, oh, all this yeah, shit. that just extra, like... extra drama. And also, I was like, it's really annoying because I just wanted to go on the fucking green lane. Yeah. <laughs> so all this stuff. Especially anyway, after the other day. He was like, well, it must be something else. I was like, well, it must be the carb then. Like, obviously that cap was fucked anyway. Yeah. But we were just got, maybe I just got lucky with it. Mm. So I was like, it must be the carb. I was like, don't worry, I'll just buy some carb cream. If you're okay for me just to like dig around out here, then mm. I'll do it. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And then he was bent down, like looking around the bike again. And then he was playing with the choke cable. And I was like, oh no, don't use that because it's a bit fucked. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's like causes some problems, but I have disconnected the choke cable. Yeah. And then he was like, have you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, because I, it had a problem before when I took it for an MOT. Yeah. The choke, the um, choke cable was sticking, and it was like making it die because of this. And then we both just went, "Oh, must still be fucking connected." Oh, so no. he looked at it, and basically where he'd started it for the MOT, he'd used the choke, oh, pulled it on, but because the cable was so fucking so sticky, it had locked the choke cable on. Oh, no. So he got a screwdriver and knocked it back to the position, normal, normal position, yeah. kicked it, and it started up just and just paired like oh. an absolute dream. Get that fucking joke off the bike. <laughs> I well, I need to fucking repair it. Yeah. Replace it. But that was the problem. It was the fucking choke cable. It was getting hot, yeah. and then it didn't need it, so yeah. it was dying. Oh, and that's oh. what happened to us, like, when we went on the Green Lane day. Yes. But then I obviously it figured it out, and it must have just knocked itself back on the yeah. because I kept riding it. Yes. That's part of the Green Lane ride report, though. It is. Do you want to get into that? Uh, I do. So shall we transition into it? We probably should. All right. Transition. Hold tight. So this is the ride report for Miss Emma of the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Well, all of them, really. Well, all of them, but we've we've responded to your uh, cry for the ride reports. And I don't think you've had any yet, so we thought we'd record one ourselves. And to toast to yourself, we've called ourselves a gin and tonic. Gin tons from Miss Emma. Mm. <laughs> Bombay Sapphire. Oh, it's very nice. It is good. So yeah, this is a ride report um, about a trip Tom and I did. I'm Charlie, by the way. And I'm Tom. And um, we, so basically I'm a member of a club over here in the UK. And one of their things to do is our long distance trials, where it's, a long route off-road on green lanes or byways with trial sections interspersed in that and it's like a competition but this particular route was made by the club during covid so that people could literally log on to google maps at home and do a bit of a quiz asking about stuff but we saved the route to do and we have done it previously but that is another story yeah <laughs> but yeah, this day we decided to go and we'd planned it for a little while. Yeah, but the date had been set for, I think, a month or two, at least in advance. And then, well, the day came. Yeah. So this is the ride report from our... So firstly... Um, trip. Yeah. So we're going on 
green lanes. So we've gone with a couple of lightweight machines. What were the bikes of choice at the beginning of the day? Right, the bikes of choice before the trip yeah. were... Uh, my XL125, old Honda 1985. And then my 78 Honda XL250S. So, yeah jack bike uh, fans and especially those are Hondas. So <clears throat> the XL125 of mine hadn't been running so great as of recently. Um, so I thought the day before, I was like, right, I'm going to get it out, give it a full overhaul. It's like, get the carb off, make sure that's clean. Like give everything a quick once over, quick spanner check, take it for a test ride. Happy days. And it was happy days. Took it for a road, <laughs> for a road test, had it running. Like it wasn't idling great, but I was like, we can deal with that. I've had worse. So anyway, set off in the morning. We were both keen to leave early doors because, I mean, what's the route? It's like 100 miles? Yeah, it's 100 miles, but I think it was actually longer than we anticipated. I think it was about, <laughs> yeah, well, I think, yeah, because it was 100 miles from the start of the route, and I think it's about 20 miles to the start of the route from your house. Yeah. So it's about 140 miles. It's a long day. Told. Anyway, <clears throat> so we wanted an early start, so I get kitted up and it was actually the coldest day we've had in a while like in the morning after like, a heat wave pretty cold and um i was right making my way from mine to charlie's which is about a 20 mile ride so nothing too strenuous and i was about two miles out and i pulled onto dean street and i was cruising down and then suddenly the bike just died just absolutely flat died <laughs> and i couldn't think of what the hell was going on like meanwhile i was at home thinking tomo's never late yeah what's going on <laughs> And because um, it was so cold and I was in a bit of a rush, I didn't get my phone out to let Charlie know. I was just like, I'm going to get this fixed double quick. So um, I was just checking everything, like checking the fuel supply, check the spark. I bought a spare spark plug with me. There was a problem with the spark. So I was like, right, change the plug out. That still didn't work. Couldn't get it started. Anyway, spent about 10, 15 minutes trying to get it going and to no avail. Luckily, I was on the downward side of a slope. So no pushing of the bike because we've all been there and that's no fun. <clears throat> Gave Charlie the call and awaited recovery. So, yeah, I was at home. <laughs> Where's Tomo? What's he doing? We're going to be late because I've got the wife at home. Get home. Don't be out too long. Anyway, so I picked him up in the truck. <laughs> and then in the truck, we were trying to make a plan to make sure that that day didn't turn into another just like... Failed attempt. Yeah, failed attempt and day at home working on the bikes, which is fun. But we wanted to go riding. Plan the Green Lane day. Yeah. So, anyway... We got back and basically just decided the XL was done for the day. But in the shed, I've got the trusty steed backing us up. The Honda C90 Cub, as we called it. But I think you guys call it a passport. But Is that the same? Do they call them that? I think it's a passport in America. But anyway, yeah, the yeah, Honda Cub. C90, yeah. So And uh, yeah, we pulled her out and she was ready to go. So Ready with the knobbly tyres on, fresh yes. from the Malay Mile. Yes, yeah. and... Uh, trialsy style novels which were good i love those tires but um so i was going to ride that tomo is going to ride the xl 250 with the road book attached yeah. for his first outing so that was another point actually so we've got a, a road book which charlie explained he got from the motorcycle club which was i think six pages was it six yeah but each six, side. six double sides so 12 sides of a4 with with roadbook instructions on and it was my first time navigating. So that was quite cool. Um, we went with the real technical roadbook assembly, which was duct tape on the handlebar brace of the 250. And some poly pockets. And a poly pocket <laughs> flapping around in the wind. So <laughs> one hand holding the paper while it was flapping, the other on the throttle. And uh, yeah, having to rotate the sheet every uh, 
every so often, every half, whatever we want it was. But yeah, <laughs> it was very professional. Trey professional. But yeah, so we were ready, basically. We mm. managed to get out. I think we left at like half nine in the end. I think we planned mm. to leave at eight. Yeah. And it was like half nine. It's not too bad, to be fair. Hour and a half delay, given a bike cutout recovery. Bike swap. Yeah. But yeah, not too bad. A little bit late. But anyway, it was good. I think we had some breakfast as well. Yeah, we did actually. Do we have hash browns? Uh, no, we had eggs on crumpets. Oh yeah, that's right. It was good. <laughs> anyway, we diverse. <laughs> so uh, we um, set off on the way. Tom on the XL, me on the cub. And I was like, I need to get some fuel before we carry on. Um, we oh yeah, fresh it, fuel for the full, for the full day. Yes, made it around this uh, excellent one-way system we have here in Maidstone in the UK over the river. Oh yeah, and like, and the cub started spluttering and spurting <laughs> and making the funny noises and losing power, which was really really weird, really abnormal for that bike because it normally just starts up, goes, no questions asked, and it'll go all day. Um, so yeah. That was fun. So we had a good look around the bike, pulled over, nothing happening. Did it again, still going weird. Got up on the centre stand, had it running, revving the piss out of it. Like it was absolutely fine. It was just weird as weird. So every time I got on it, it just would stop. Anyway, Tom needed a bit of air in the tyres on the XL and we needed fuel. <laughs> what was the PSI when I put it on the compressor? Wasn't it zero? It was one, I think. <laughs> How I managed to ride it across town, I've got no idea. <laughs> One PSI in the rear. but um, So, yeah, basically, I don't know. I just kind of filled her up and I was just... You're determined to make it work, I think. I was just riding the... around in circles, revving the nuts out of it, yeah. just trying to get it to go. And by the time the air was in the tyres, more fuel had been added to the XL. Two chocolate bars from the service station. Two chocolate bars. Yeah. And basically, it just started working again. So we're fine. We we're yeah. finally on the way. And we were still, like you said, 20 miles away from the start. I know. So we had a, a fair ride on an A road out um, to the start of the of where the road book picks up the instructions, which is where the byway starts, so the off-road sections. Mm-hmm. So it was a like, strong mix of off-road, like going through farmer's fields on old, really old roads that aren't surfaced, mm. single track, um, and actual surfaced roads but like really narrow single track country lanes sort of thing so it's a really good mix of on and off road um and yeah we just kind of set set to it was it had been wet the past few days um but it was a glorious day wasn't it it was literally oh, it was so it was nice. literally perfect like sunshine like gorgeous views um across kent and um yeah it was all going like really really nicely and we were going across this big open Dewy field, dewy field of lawn. It was just, it was just really grassy, and I think <laughs> rutty. Yeah, yeah, very rutty. Like lots of different ruts to get potentially stuck in, and I think we were both just having a really good time. And I was in third gear, holding it open on the two fifty, and got cross rutted. And before I knew it, I was just on the ground and facing the other way. <laughs> And it was totally hilarious. And I, thankfully, I was fine, but like the bike was not, and we were not anywhere near to home. And I was like, "Oh, what have I done? Broken lever, yeah, totally haggard gear selector, gear selector, <laughs> and dodgy foot peg." Yeah, the gear selector was like bent up into the crankcase cover, so it was basically just like on it. Luckily, hadn't penetrated. Yeah, 
and the clutch lever had just totally snapped. It was flapping around all over the place. But before we had set off and we were getting the bikes out of the shed, I made the good point of having the check over of what we were bringing with us. Most importantly, like water and first aid kit, all the sensible bits. And tea. And a flask of tea. But we did spot some spare levers in the shed and I was like, maybe we should bring those. Yeah, and because I'd literally changed the levers two days before. Yeah, after the melee. Yeah, Yeah. so we had a spare. And luckily we could fix it, bend the gear shift a little bit. Just like pried it off the crankcase with a spanner. And then we're back on the way. Yeah, still in a really dodgy position. But (laughs) Oh, it was excellent though. We had, yeah, trees down across the tracks. Didn't yeah. actually encounter any other motorcyclists, so no, which is weird because it was a Saturday. As yeah, well. the, yeah. So it was really quiet. Yeah. Actually, I remember the date now. It was the thirty first because the day after, all oh, day after the Green Lane shot, the Green Lane shot. Yeah, but um, so I mean, that's it, it's not over yet. So <laughs> the weird thing about the cub, and it links into the previous story about the MOT, which we've been talking about on our own podcast, and um, basically the cub seems to be using a lot of fuel so we got to a point on the ride and we were just like i I said to tom i'm gonna have to go and find some fuel so Mm -hmm. we had to get the phones out ditch the road book and find the nearest petrol station so we buzzed off a good like 10 minutes the other way i've just remembered what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) buzzed off like 10 minutes the other way and found a petrol station filled her up filled up the xl as well because we're there and then i was just like my front end feels really sketchy. What's going on? A bit wavy. So I pulled over to the side quickly before we actually left the forecourt and then touched the rear, the front axle, sorry, and the front nut was just finger loose. I could just, just spin it, it spinning off. Spinning around like a propeller. Because <laughs> the car had been so shaken yeah. on the old green lanes. But we did it up, carried on. That was good. I also said that at the beginning of the day, like make sure we brought all the spanners for the various wheel nuts. <laughs> and I said, don't worry. Yeah, you're like, oh, don't worry, we won't need those. And I was like, glad I bought the extra spanners. <laughs> so we carried on with the day and I kept going, checking off the boxes on the road book. Mm. Um, and then the cub again started making some funny noises. I thought, what's going on now? And they're just like, dang, 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 dang. <laughs> um, turns out it was the chain. So and the- it was so loose i don't know how it stayed on i don't know how it stayed on but it was loosest chain i've ever seen loosey goosey so another couple of adjustments on that yeah chain up tightened ready to go no lube because we didn't have any yeah not that prepared (laughs) basically we just kept banging out these miles of just excellent day that is so much fun the i think the biggest takeaway is get out and ride especially on the off-road bits. Mm. Make sure you take an old Honda. Yeah, <laughs> or just ride any bike. Just any bike. But if you're going to go for an old bike, make sure it's a Honda. Yeah. That's biased, we're fans. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just take advantage of what you can on those um, available highways and off-road highways, I guess. Yeah. I think the byways are just so good. The green lanes are just, it feels so naughty it feels like you shouldn't be doing it but you are but you are and it's totally legal and it's excellent it's really good fun yeah. i mean the places we were going like the views right down towards the coast yeah little lunch stuff at the top of this mad hill oh on that military base like yeah. with the coastal views like yeah 
it was really good. So basically, if you're about in the UK and want to go green naming, let us know. Let us know. So Liza, next time you're in the UK. Oh yeah. Oh, she can't. But I've oh, got yeah. a story of that. Yeah, because of your bloody license park is speeding fine. Pay your fucking fine. Otherwise, you won't be able to come back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, well, I'm going to go into that into the podcast. But basically, we're Charlie and Tom from the 1800 Customs Moto Chronicles podcast. Yeah. Look us up. Um. If you want, we'll do plenty more ride reports. Yeah, plenty of ride reports. If you don't want to play the near on 15 minutes that we've just done, feel free to summarise. But (laughs) it's in our podcast. So cheers. Bye. Cool. So that was our ride report. We've left it in the potty and it was kind of aimed at the motorcycles and misfits because we wanted them to just like play it out. But hope you enjoyed it because it was funny. And if you didn't enjoy it and you want to listen to some higher higher tier uh, material then actually go and check out the motorcycles and misfits because it's a wicked podcast that me and charlie both listen to every week so and made us want to do this exactly so a big inspiration there and they produce a really good quality podcast every week and it's really informative as well so yeah, yeah. it's good shit um we'll get there one day yeah well hopefully we're going to build on that this season because we are yes. stepping up a little bit we had when i remember vividly when I first started working with Charlie in the Chalet Marmot in 1800 in La Plan, and every morning after we'd finished serving breakfast, we'd get the laptop out and we'd either be watching the Supercross or we'd be on eBay looking at bargains. Um, bargains. And we dreamed up this idea of, of 1800 Customs and having a, mm-hmm. a workshop and, and working on bikes and owning bikes and riding bikes and getting a bit more involved in the culture. Um, and we're kind of taking a step closer to that reality, I think, this season. Yeah. Or at least I think I am. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, so am I. And I don't want to waste it. No. I'm a bit nervous about that. Because basically, so yeah, one of the chalets, we've got a new chalet this year that we're renting, and it has a garage. and Which is huge. Yeah, because we don't have a garage. We've just been in the porch area. Or in the cellar, just like. Or in the cellar, yeah. Spannering on bikes out in the snow, like cold, freezing cold spanners on freezing mm. cold hands and like taking bits off outside and then trying to take them downstairs inside someone's chalet and without then, getting oil on the, inter- yeah. the interior of these chalets and. Having to clean up every time. Yeah. And like you can't even start a job without finishing the job. You have, you know, you can't just leave something in a, in a, in a process. But with a garage. And hopefully, with electricity, so we can just plug in a fucking heater. So we've got power to do the podcast and to have a heater and to run a fridge for a bar. And um, I just think also it would be a cool social space. So rather yeah. than like going down to the bar, if people want to come up, we can just. I'm hope that is one thing I'm hoping for as well this year. We can we can host the social like pod. Everyone, I want everyone to be able to come. All the girls as well. Yes, yeah. obviously we've got a um, new guy James joining us this year, who we're going to definitely persuade to ride bikes. Get up, James. Yeah, um, but I think I just want it to be yeah, like you said, place where like people can come over. Like, yeah, Clem, pop down. Like Pierre, if you're in town, come nice, to the come garage. up. Yeah, like, nice. yeah. Nice, bring your crossover and we can work on it. Yeah, like, yeah. And James and all that, and Mike and all that lot. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, there. yeah. Just all just our hang out, all our plan chums. It would just be, it, it's got huge potential. And I think I had a bit of a like taste of it this summer, not from La Plan, but like this is going to sound ridiculous, but like I put a sofa in my garage and I just mm. really liked it. Mm. And it just created a totally different atmosphere. It wasn't like, oh, this is where I store my shit. It was like, this is an area for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm really hoping for that. So we're quite lucky as well that we're going to have the um, opportunity to take a big box trailer out. Yes. Um, so Big Dick Hayden has kindly let us uh, take the trailer abroad. Which means bikes. <clears throat> we're going to be taking the XL125 to finally get that thing straightened out. That has to be perfect. And get it perfect for maybe the Black Yak. But we'll I think see. the bike deserves to be perfect. It does. Um, and it's only fair. And then hopefully, well, we don't know what you're going to bring, but there's a, a plethora of options. Maybe the well, Domi. I know what I'm bringing. I'm bringing the Domi 100%. You are, you are 100%. You know, so I've got a bigger plan for the Domi, but that's mm. like slightly at the end of the chat. Okay. So okay. But okay. just be keeping it simple, we're going to take, we're going to have the garage, we're going to make it a social space, <clears> get like a lot of our guests who ride, like hang out, come Fr- and work with us. Friedman, Stu like, yeah, Carr exactly. be up for getting on the tools. Like, yeah. yeah. So all these people just to hang out, work on the bikes. And have somewhere where, like, I'm even thinking about making like a wooden table, so a bike that's being worked on is being worked on and can just stay there. Yes. So we don't have to tidy the shit away. Yeah, it's it can just, be a raised platform. That yeah, work on it as you work on it. That's it. Done. So, um, 100% taking the XL. Yeah. 100% taking a Tiger Cub. A Tiger Cub. Because we're going to be riding trials around the Tiger Cup. Ooh. And then 100% taking the Domi. I have wow. to take the Domi. Because it's been in the shed for I don't know how long now. Too long. Way too long. So my plan for the Domi is to start like a bit of a... It could start off with like a bit of an Instagram chat like on the 1800 Customs page. Mm. And just call it the Road to the Bike Shed show. Oh, and nice. Enter the Domi, into the Bike Shed shed area yeah that's what i'm thinking that's a good motivation to getting it done exactly because it, it's the bike shed shows in may yeah so we've got the whole winter to get the dommy done fuck yeah and that's my plan that'd be cool and we can exhibit at the yeah bike shed show. that is my plan because i've never still been to the bike shed show oh, and you guys always seem a little bit disappointed with it but if i can exhibit at the bike well shed we only show, went once and i don't really know what i was expecting well i did know what i was expecting but I feel like it would be a totally different experience if you were exhibiting. Mm. That's my plan. So, yeah, Ooh. I'm thinking about entering that because it's got the kind of um, uh, classified Moto CB750 Nighthawk vibes of, yeah. um, what's it called, the program? Fuck. Day of the Dead, is it? Or Walking no, no, Dead? Walking, Walking Dead. Dead, yeah. And have seen a lot of that shit bike. recently, yeah. So it's got that kind of feel, and I just think it would be cool like, Yeah, actually have something. Also, on the just a quick side note, um, for our um, what's the fucking word associate, if you like, George Kramer Todd. Yes, um, he's been chatting loads about getting the CB seven hundred and fifty dialed. He's actually had the carbs off that recently and totally recleaned them and rebuilt them, ready for a startup. He has been sidetracked by kite surfing because the wind's been good, but he's the spark has been lit for him getting that ready. I was. It's weird you say that because I was thinking about doing a bike night slash potty with him before we go to France. We should because he's got a lot to share. Yeah, he does have a lot, lot to share. And also, if we're thinking of setting target dates for the bike shed show, like he could definitely, if we actually went full tilt and went for like a stand, like he could bring the CV seven fifty. His that would get him. Yeah, that's so nice because it's he's done a fantastic job on it and. And also, like that would maybe give him motivation to get that sorted 
Yeah. But he's, he's, he's been keen. He's been really keen recently. So, George, I know you're listening. Fucking let's go. I also really want him to talk about some of his paint because it looks fucking sick. The paint on the trans out has been amazing. So, yeah. quick uh, subcontext, I guess. George Kramer told after seeing my trans out, thought, <laughs> thought what an excellent purchase and sourced himself one. A really unique example, like I think 2,000 miles from new. Yeah, on an almost twenty-five-year-old machine, which is crazy. Um, but he wasn't keen on the color, so just did a full respray job. But we'll cover that with George on a separate podcast. But basically, we've got the dream garage in La Plan coming up, and which has got lots of potential. It's got huge potential, and we're really keen to actually like. Nothing. If it doesn't happen, that is we failed. That's our fault, and I know we have been slack on the pod. But we are now getting back into it, full swinging. Fingers crossed. I am very keen. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots more to share. And I'm, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of tempted by a little few videos and stuff as well. So Ooh, yeah. But yeah, that's more 100%. work. So we'll see. Um, you mentioned about um, in the trailer, so we've got like the XM, we've got the Domi. What was the other bike you mentioned? The Tiger Cub. Yeah, so fill us, Triumph Tiger fill us in on that. Not the Honda Not, Cub. No Jap bikes here. Triumph. I know. We've upped the game. I think we have spoken about it a little bit. We have slightly, but <laughs> what are you thinking? Well, Is this the Tiger Cub built by the Ted Bunter? This is the Tiger Cub built by the, the Ted Bunter. <laughs> but it's, um, well, it's been in the making. It's been complete. I have ridden it. I've ridden it on the Arbuthnot trial. So what's the Arbuthnot for those that don't know? And, and I've also ridden it on the Timberwoods trial. Ooh. Okay. So what are these two things? They're both long distance trials, like we've mentioned before. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Arbuthnot is a trial for all pre-65 bikes, which I think we've spoken about again before. We, we probably spoke about doing it. Well, so I'm going to touch. Bike. I'm going to touch on that shortly, but yeah. But um, it's, um, I don't know how to describe that day. It's just really fucking good. <laughs> it's so cool. Just loads of old boys and really cool old bikes just having like their best day ever. And I was having the same because the bike is absolutely prime. Oh, so I haven't bought it because... It's not the right time in your life. Not the right time and... Um, you've got the use of it, which is good. Yeah, I've been using it and making the most of it where I can. I was supposed to be doing another trial on it um, a few weeks ago, but the kid was sick, so she ruined my day. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's, Less kids, more bikes. I think both. Just mm. If you have more kids, there's more potential for more bikes because they can ride more. Oh, yeah, true. But anyway, um, yeah, it's basically on the cards and it's like definitely coming to France. <laughs> That's great news. I love to hear it. So I've been super stoked when Charlie said about um, this Tiger Cub. And I think it was following the quarry day that we had when Ted bought a selection of Tiger Cubs. Yes, he did. Three, yeah. didn't he? That was back in like May. That, yeah, that was, was the Trans App and that yeah. was the last podcast. So that was early this year. Um, but I think it was, was it kind of on the cards then that you were thinking about. Well, it was back in France, actually. Yeah, because I, I, I said to him about building me one in like February. Yeah, Ted sent you the picture and when we were in France. So um when we did the podcast out in France when I came on holiday. Yes. yes. That's it. Yes. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. So I kind of always 
had it in the back of my head and trials has been something that I've always done with Charlie and it's always just been like such great fun and I've been thinking loads this year about like what angle I want to take my motorcycling in because like I really 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 like my trans out and like I've been getting the miles in on that it's been great something I'm keen to do is definitely more like big trips so like Mm. big road trips yeah um so like when I went on a holiday with Claire in Scotland this year and I just think that would be amazing to actually go up on bikes do the NC 500 exactly do something like that and I'm going to revisit that so hold that thought that's something I need to bring up um but also like was thinking back to the green lane day that we did and how good that was given given that that was a bit of a slice of a long distance trial Mm. thinking about the quarry days and thinking about the times I've had at Canada Heights and stuff and I was just like I think trials is where I really want to like spend more of my time like focusing on because mm, it's fun because it, it brings up your skills it's, exactly it's just like a full rounded like motorcycle handling it's just a really mm. useful thing and it's super fun really satisfying not super high risk like motocross and stuff yeah, yeah. so it's like it's a little bit more accessible um and i know charlie's obviously quite involved with the scene and he's been exposed to a lot of these pre-65 trials bits mm. and pieces and when he said about the tire cup i was like i couldn't help but feel a little bit of envy i was just like oh, it's it's really cool and yeah, you're gonna be able to ride it yeah and triumphs are really cool and i also think we're in a really fortunate but also difficult position given that i think the generation below us are going to find it really difficult to use these machines like mm. bikes and cars with traditional combustion engines are going to be really hard to use on like public roads. Mm. I think you've got to take advantage of what we can do at the moment, basically. And these older bikes, I was just like, they've got to be, it's got to be done. I've basically just had a huge like lust, I think for that kind of Mm. thing. So I've been thinking about it a little bit and by chance I was at a wedding at the weekend, um, just gone. And no other than a gentleman called John Nurse, who, funny story, I actually bought my first ever UK motorcycle from. Oh, yeah, sure. That's actually funny. I haven't thought about that. That was my first bike I bought in this country. And your first custom. Yeah, so it was my first bike I bought in this country, and it was the first bike I did a custom on. Me and Charlie did a custom on. And it was from this guy, John Nurse. He's based in Battle. Well, his lockup's in Battle, but he lives in Hastings. (laughs) and his address is yeah <laughs> so, anyway so i've seen him a couple of times uh, this and that and he's quite present he has bikes that go to the malay events and stuff i'm also gonna get back to that um <laughs> i've got so many fucking things to get back to but um i so can't I saw, remember what you've got again so i saw to. him and anyway i was already a little bit half cut at this point and i was just like oh john and he's like i know you and i was like i bought a bike off you and he was like srt 50 so you remember yeah he remembered and i was like sick so we got chatting loads and he's like really nice bloke. And uh, anyway, I was like, oh yeah, so got anything, got anything good on at the moment? And uh, he was like, oh, well, I'm just, oh, yeah, I've got this old, tri- I've got this old Triumph I want to sell. And I was like, oh yeah, like, what's that? And he was like, oh, I don't know if it'd be your thing, but it's a Tiger Cub. And I was like, what? Tiger. I was like, what, what year? And he was like 64. And I was like, no way, it's prime for a pre-65 Charles bike. <laughs> and then he's like, started showing me these pictures and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, what do you want for that? And he was like, yeah, well, it's on eBay at the moment for like just over two grand. And I was like, oh, 
it's quite that's quite good yeah and he's like are you interested and i was like well i said i'm not actively in the market for a bike but like i would always be interested in this and i explained the whole thing about you having one built up and like how like i'd be looking to do that next year and he was like well if you want he's like he's like i know you're a good guy and i know you I know you're good for the money um <laughs> so like if you can pick it up this week he was like it's yours for 1600 and i was just like Oh my god! I was like, shake my hand now. I was just, I was just, so, I was just like, that's unbelievable. And uh, he was like, hey, you're really interested. I was like, well, I said, send me the pictures. I'm going to get a second opinion. And I was like, I just, I just like, gotta get Teddy. I've just got. I, I know just the guy that I need to speak to. <laughs> but I was just, I was so, I was like giddy with excitement. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, this is too good to be true. Like, what is going on? Beer's helping. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh my god, a new bike. Oh my god, oh, it's too mm. good. Like, oh, and I was just on a bit of a like. And at this point, we had just moved out of our house as well. And I was like, really excited about going to France and like, having the garage and like all these opportunities and everything. So he sent me the pictures. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's actually like decent. It's not even like a total dog. Like, I was just <laughs> like, oh, wow. Anyway, like this goes on, like back and forth chat all evening. Like Charlie's really keen. And then the next day I was just like, oh, was that a total mistake? That whole conversation Like, <laughs> ended up getting a bit pissed. And I was like, that classic like guilt feeling that you feel the next day. Yeah. Just like, oh, what have I done? Or like, what, what happened? <laughs> and, um, and then we had like a FaceTime, like in the morning and you're like, what are you doing about the bike? And yeah. I was just like, oh, I am actually really keen. And then like, he messaged me like soon after that chat. Yeah. I was like, Oh, what are you thinking about the bike? And I was just like, yeah, keen. Like, yeah. how can we make it work? And so then we got onto that chat and then, I was just like, yeah, I can, I was like, I can't, but the thing is, cause we just moved out and then we were just at Claire's and then her car didn't have an MOT, so I couldn't go and pick it up. And then I was worried if he'd just given that price for like a quick sale. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think I'm going to be able to pick it up for like at least a week. Mm. Can I just give you a deposit and I'll like, and then pick it up. Yeah. And then come and pick it up when it's, when, it, when, when works. Then John was just like, I've got a got a container coming in in two weeks from America. It needs to be gone by then because like, he needs the space. I was like, okay, two weeks. I can definitely make something work, even if I just like, yeah, I'll just, you, know, you just figure things out, don't you? Mm. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then he was like, okay, how do you like, how do you want to pay the deposit? And I was just like, but at this point we were, this was mid Saturday after the wedding. We were like all out in town and like, I hadn't looked at my phone because we were like, out for lunch and I was just a bit, you know, just like, whatever yeah. blah blah got back to claire's later and then i get a message just like this is really embarrassing but someone has just bought it on ebay and i was just like oh my god i've i fucked up like that's not embarrassing on john it's embarrassing on me because <laughs> <laughs> i fucked up and i should have sent him the money straight away yeah because it was too good to be true but i was deliberating on it because it is a lot of money and there's like a lot of stuff going on and i didn't know where i was mm -hmm. going to keep it and like had it been like a couple of months ago, or something, I don't know. It just, I keep thinking about it in my head, like ever since, but I need to stop thinking about it because it's, it's over, oh, no. but I should have sent him the money and it should have happened, but I didn't send him the money and someone bought it on eBay for like, probably Ted. Like, <laughs> did he buy it? Do you know? No, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. He might have. But I don't know. Probably, I haven't to it was listed at 600 pounds more than what he'd offered it me for. Yeah. Yeah. So why would he? I don't know if someone's paid by it now and oh, yeah, for the full price, he's going to let it go for the full price. Yeah. And I know he's straight. Like he was like keen. Yeah. So like, it's not like he was just 
mugging me off like someone he still had it listed on eBay. So why would you not accept the money? But moral of the story, you've got to take the fucking chances when they come across your plate. I thought you were going to like tell me you actually bought it. Oh no. Uh, that's why I kept smiling at you. You were just really excited to let you down. (laughs) No. I was literally like, shit, the story's going the way I want. It's like a fairy tale. No, I'm just, I'm just a big letdown. I (laughs) should have. Should have pulled the trigger. <laughs> I should have just given them the money on the night, pissed. <laughs> I just should have like pissed up, just giving them the money. Man, you built it up so much. I really thought you'd bought it, and you were going to surprise me. No, what basically? What I want, I want everyone who's listening to feel the, <laughs> the guilt that I felt that Saturday. Just, just picture getting like a little bit too inappropriately drunk at a wedding, and then missing out on the deal of a century. It is a bit of a and funny then, coincidence. That is, that was fate. Uh, yeah, and then having to live with that guilt the next day. Ah, oh, it's, it's a horrible feeling. Now you have to commission Ted and pay double the price and pay too much. <laughs> but I've thought about it, and I'm I'm going to say to John, I'm just going to be like, look, you fucking screwed me over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm going to be like, look, I know you have your finger on the pulse on the market, and like you've got buyers in different places and stuff. That's how he works. This is what I'm after. Keep an eye yeah. out for it, and we'll do a deal, just in case anything else comes across. Because like what you were saying about what Ted pays for stuff, it's just it's mad. So and that he was one... going to pay six hundred pounds for a, the front loop of a Tiger Cub frame with a V five. Yeah, that's it. Just the front loop of the frame. So yeah, <clears throat> so that was a really good deal. You fucked it. But, oh, yeah, uh... I totally <laughs> fucked it. So anyway, so I missed out on that big time. But we were having a really good chat anyway, and because he's got loads of bikes. That he mm. just uses and stuff, and you might have seen them at the Malay but at the yeah, Malay yeah. events and stuff. And he was like, "Oh, he was like, oh, yeah, I remember your mate Charlie he came down with you for with the SR." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And he was like, "Well, look, look, look. Any any time at those those Malay events, you know, like if you're on a bike, like, I'll I'll, tra- I'll track your bikes. Like they, these bikes need to be ridden. And he's like, I'll send bikes your way. Like if you if you just want to ride them, you can put a couple of pictures up on Instagram. Like be brilliant, be brilliant. So like, yeah, I don't mind. Like just, just drop me a message anytime there's any events coming up. You want bikes? Like you can use my bikes. So." Really? He's really keen. What a dream. Because you know, like the Hoxton Moto guys, yeah, like, yeah. they use his bikes at the events and yeah. stuff. So he's he's basically said, like, if you want, like, I'll let you use the bikes. Like, no problem. That's cool. And it's just nice to build <clears throat> another friend in the in the community and stuff. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, he's actually just really nice. So, <clears throat> yeah, that is really cool. That was what I was circling, going to circle back to. So, yeah, that's that. that. No, what a dream. I, I know. I want to ride some of his bikes. Yeah, some old British stuff. Because that's um, uh, Shuey raced one of his BSAs. Exactly. The dirt Quake, uh, the, not Dirt Quake, it was the, um, what was it called? Slide School thing. Dirt Craft. Yes. Which is pretty cool. I want, oh man, there's so many things I want to do. I keep changing my mind mm. on the dummy as well. Oh dear. Do you remember the flat track chat we had? Oh, I know, yeah. I'm still keen for that. Ooh. But then like, you're talking, because I keep changing my mind about like where we're going to go or what we're going to do. And like you're now chatting about the trials, and I'm like, oh, I do love the trials, and I want to get good at it. After the long distance trials day <clears throat> that we did, even though it wasn't trials, yeah. I was just like, if I could just do a long distance trial, like one a month or something, that would just be a fucking. So you dream. get long distance trials, like all that green nailing by like weird trial section. That's what I mean. It's just really. If I could fun. just do that, like I just think that would be amazing. One of the things that fucked me up the most was I rode that Tiger Cub on the um, Tiger, the Timberwoods, the Sig Cup Club. Timberwoods long distance trial. Yeah, I rode that, and I was just riding the easy route, and they made it really friendly for big bikes as well because they have like they have an adventure bike class now. Oh wow! Okay, so they made it easy. So it wasn't easy trial, like 
I'm not claiming it was like anything like I'd ridden before. Yeah. But I was just cleaning every section. Wow. And I was like, I'm actually doing all right. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about this. So before we started, I thought it was a 12 section long distance trial. So 12 trial sections. Yeah. And we got to like trial 12 and I'd pretty, I'd cleaned them all. So I was like, shit, like I've got a zero. I've done okay on the time trial one. Mm. And I'm so I'm in, must be in a good, like, good position, position like, to yeah. win this class. Because I knew that like Ted had mucked up a couple. Yeah. Um, either had like, missed a gate somewhere. And I was just What like, were you riding? The Tiger Cup? The Tiger Cup, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I could be on for a win. Like an actual win. Even though it's probably a bit of a half-assed win because the sections are much easier. Yeah. I mean, as an example, this is a really bad example. Because, but the first section was literally straight line. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, mute straight line yeah. and then the, the sections later yeah but that's one of sections. 12 yeah yeah anyway there weren't 12 there were like four there uh, 15 and one of the trial the sections i went up and i was being a bit i got to that point in my head where they're all easy yeah i can definitely do it i'm gonna win it yeah oh no so there was two sections that led into each other and i went up this hill around down and i was looking around like I was like, fucking hell. Like, Feeling good. Definitely clean that one. But it led straight into another one. <laughs> and I looked up and I was just like, okay, yeah, I can see the gate. Perfect. Went up to the top of this mound, looked down and saw all the other guys at the bottom of the hill. And I was like, oh, it just must be straight down. So I just went straight down and I was looking around and I was like, where are the gates? And oh, I'd no. missed a hard left. Oh, shit. For the other gate and then a background to the right. Again, it was an easy section, but I'd missed a gate, so I got the five points for the missed gate. And then I came like seventh or something. Oh no, <laughs> so missed the gate. Fuck. But I could that have won my first ever trial. Because oh, well. I also got quicker. My time in the special section was quicker than the guy I got first. Wow. So if I, if I hadn't have zeroed, if I had have zeroed, I would have won. Well, faster. Next year, we're into it. I know. But yeah, so. What was I saying about oh the what we're doing so trials yes that's what I'm like the focus I am keen for that especially if we take this Tiger Cup to France we yeah. can do loads of practice on like down days in the deep woods in the deep woods but then I was like so Doug who we've spoken about a lot Phoebe's cousin he is well into the track bikes oh yeah shit so he's been trying to like persuade us to go on like track days yeah. and do stuff like that. So I've also been like leaning to that a little bit. Then Jay's had a, his problem. So yeah. I was like, oh man, like you don't look at it as like a mad danger. No. Because I've heard loads of people have big crashes and whatever, but they're just sliding their ass and their leathers yeah. and they're fine. And then you have here like Jay. Um, and then I've been thinking about like the old SV. Mm. So we haven't probably even spoken about that. Have we? No, about Doug with the SV. Yeah, fuck. I'm going to make it really quick so because <laughs> I have to. So previously, you've heard us talk about the SV650 that I put some off-road tyres on, got rid of the fairings, drilled the top yoke, put some put like motocross bars on it. Mad Max Malay bike style. Turned it like Simon Lancaster yeah. style, which is still for sale, his SV on is it? eBay. Holy shit. So for two and a half grand. Anyway. Look <clears> that up. So um, put a flat track seat on it, all this. Couldn't get it to work properly because it kept cutting out as soon as I disappeared off the line. <clears throat> and basically, 
sold it his to Phoebe's cousin going all Doug. over the place. Sold it to Phoebe's cousin Doug for not much money. How like, much was it? An embarrassing amount. Yeah, I feel like it was like three hundred quid. Or I think it was. Yeah, I'm hoping it was less. So I can buy it back. But, um, <laughs> basically, it turned out that there was a problem with the snail gear on the clutch <clears throat> and the gear. Yeah, the clutch and the gear shift, causing a problem. It, yeah. So I took it all off, got Ted to weld it up because that's what I read online to that makes it work. Put everything back together, but it turns out I turn I put the gear selecting <laughs> like all the the fucking linkage linkages like, upside down. So whenever I was putting it into first, I was actually putting it into like fifth yeah. or something. <laughs> so when it took off, it would just trying die. to pull away in fifth, so it was stalling all the time. <clears throat> and basically. Yeah, Doug laughed at me for that. You can still laugh at me because that is fair enough. But I'm, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking I want that bike back. <laughs> I have to redeem myself with that. So we've got the XL, the Domi, the Cub, and the SV in the trailer for France. And possibly the other SS. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, um, Mark's going to bring that up for us. Yeah. Fuck. There's just never-ending bikes. And we've still got the ATC out there. Which is also broken. We need to fix that. Oh, what's up with that? There's no brake cable anymore. That's fine. And also, you need to repair the fiberglass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just get it good again. Well, I think we're going to go for a quick interlude and then uh, join you again. So. I'm starting to lose my voice. Are you? Yeah, it's been a while since we've chatted this much. I know. Um, It was actually just a quick one. So, I say quick one. It's never a quick one. (laughs) Back on my story about where I wanted to lean my bike energy into and stuff. Oh, I yeah. mentioned about like doing some like longer trips and stuff. Yes. And I thought about the option because I always like I like we both do. I spend a lot of time on like marketplace and mm. and eBay and just like looking at bikes and what they sell for and and it'd always be nice to like own a lot of these bikes. And then I suddenly had this like idea. I was just like, wait, like I don't actually have to like own them. You could just like buy them, use them for a month, and then maybe like just sell them for pretty much the same because you haven't really done too much. Interesting, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so like I was renting it, but not. Yeah, quite basically. And I was thinking about it. This was after I got back from a trip from Scotland. I was like, oh, it'd be amazing to like come up, just be able to ride up here mm. from home and do like something like the NC five hundred. Can you do that on your Transa? I can. However, <laughs> I was just like. One day I was just browsing marketplace. I was just like filter, motorcycles, like whatever, see. And what came up surprisingly cheap was the Honda ST 1100 pan-European. Did it? Yeah. How How much? much? Well, so one came up. I'm going to say two and a half. What, well, okay. Well, what parameters like age, mileage, et cetera? High mileage. High mileage. High mileage, old age. Two and a half. 900 pounds what 900 pounds and i was just like 2001 i was just it was that kind of age it was like early 2000s and i was like what is wrong with this bike yeah clicked on it and it was just like daily rider 12 months mot had like 60,000 miles on it or whatever it was that's okay full service history like couple of owners and i was just like what the fuck so then i was just like i went on ebay typed in honda st 1100 an untold amounts of these bikes are selling for like less than £1,500. Really? Like n- less than 70,000 miles. 
but they're supposed to go for fucking yeah, ever. Yeah. And they're like, ex, a lot of them are ex-police bikes as well. Right. And they're just really cheap for like big touring bikes. That's cool. And I was just like, that's really interesting. And I was like, I kind of fancy buying one of those next year <laughs> just to do a trip on, not to own, just to like do a trip on and then just sell it. That's actually a really good idea. And I just thought it'd be really cool because they're such cool, like, it's just it'd be something totally different. And I don't see that you'd really, it's not that much money to spend. I don't see that you'd really lose much money. I think you'd have a whale of a time. And, it'd be cheaper than renting. And they're supposed to be like super reliable. Mm. And if you need any other consideration, Alan Milliard has two of them. Yes. <laughs> and he rebuilds them. Though. And he rebuilds them. So it's weird that you say that because you because you guys went to Scotland yeah. and I know about the NC500. Yeah. And then we've got people up in Scotland that we know, all of us. <clears> yeah. I was like thinking about... Bobby Fraser in Liverpool. Well, yeah, yeah, he's on the route. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, and then I was thinking about... Because it starts in Inverness, doesn't mm. it? I was thinking about, well, Gideon and Craig, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you've got your mates. Uh, yeah, Scott. Scott. Collins, yeah. Then we've Grant. Got... Grant on the C90. Yeah. <laughs> And then we've got, yeah, and then Bob yeah, up in Ullapool and Nathan's family, like maybe he'll be there. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, how can I make it work so that we can get like four or five days from the kids to come up and do that yeah. with you guys? And I wasn't thinking about those bikes because I didn't consider that, but that's a great shout. But I was just like, if I get a bike, yeah. ride to Scotland, Phoebe can fly into Edinburgh. Yeah. Then she can, we can, we'll stay with Gideon and Craig for like a night. Or whatever, yeah. Go to Inverness, do the NC500, and then go back to Gideon and Craig's to finish it, and then she can fly home, I'll ride back, and then it's like a week. Yeah. I was like, let's do that. But then you just added that extra element of buying a bike. I'm just keen. I just, think I just think after the winter, buying a like one to one and a half grand bike. Yeah. I don't think that's a like... Part of the story is also them breaking down and stuff. I know. <laughs> but I just think an old pan, like I've, then I then went into watching loads of YouTube videos about them and like everyone's like, I bought this 800 quid pan European and it's been the best bike I've ever bought. Like all this stuff, like everyone's just loves them. I say Alan Milliard's got two. Doug, Doug and his dad, uh, Phoebe's uncle Eric have had them. And they Doug just, literally bought an ex-police bike and his dad had one and they went down in France and stuff. Yeah, I just think, like, what a dream. for like, I just can't believe how cheap they are yeah, for the, yeah. the amount of bike that you get. And they're just already set up for touring. Like, most of them have got all the, like, factory panniers on yeah, them. Yeah. And you can just be like, all right, buy that for 1,500 quid, do an amazing road trip, have a, like, wicked holiday, sell it for 1,500 quid. Yeah. Like, it's like a free holiday. It's just so good. Other than the fuel, obviously, but just like yeah, yeah, but that's like I just think um, I just think what a great idea. Like, there's no way I'm in a position to own one of those at the moment because I have any like space to keep a bike of that size. Yeah, but I just I genuinely when I was just trolling marketplace, I was like, oh, it must be fucked. Yeah, and then when it was like ready to roll at nine hundred quid, I was just like, what? <laughs> and I was just like, I just had a total epiphany. And now I've been obsessed with them, and that's just all I look at. <laughs> Just keep looking. I'm actually at, really keen for it. Just to keep looking at pan Europeans. I just think that's a total di- and I also think it's a total different style of riding. Like it's just a different, yeah, a different ride to anything that we've 
done. It's comfortable for the passenger as well. Done before, and if we wanted, like, yeah, like if Claire wanted to jump on the back or if he yeah, wanted to yeah. jump on the That's back. That's what I was thinking. Or like, whatever. The on the back. I just think it'd be amazing. And like the luggage space, like you've yeah. literally got two huge side panniers and a massive top box. Yeah. Like that's all your luggage. And like you didn't, didn't necessarily have to even like camp. You could just do like B&Bs in Scotland. Like yeah, just yeah. do it like that. And I yeah. just think it would just be so cool. It's funny because I these was... cool old Hondas and they do them in this like maroony like oxblood red with gold wheels and they actually yeah. look sick. Like, I actually <laughs> just think they look amazing. <laughs> I like the green ones. Oh, the green ones are sick as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like. I need to do a little bit more looking into it, but like, basically, the market value of them is just outrageous. Like, I just literally can't believe it. And there's like, get some now and stick them in the trailer. And it's not like it's not like, <laughs> it's not like there's like, oh shit, there's only like a couple to choose from. It's like there's loads, loads of pan Europeans. That is quite interesting. And they're they're normally around like. What about we could we could go to France <laughs> with the trailer, and then because I might be moving, <laughs> come back. Brilliant. Buy a couple of pan Europeans and just ride them back. Ride them out. <laughs> ride them back to La Flandre. <laughs> That'd be so good. I don't know what it would feel like. Amazing. Yeah. I just, I'm just, I'm. You keep... just buy one. It's just <laughs> you buy one. Them <laughs> Two's up back to France. They just shove it in the trailer on the way home. <laughs> it would take up the whole trailer. They're massive. We could do that. That'd be well fun. I just think it would be fucking hilarious. Just take turns, and then you yeah. can just ride it back with Claire on the way home. I just think, I'm just, I'm super excited about the prospect of doing something like that. Yeah, that would be fun. And I just think at the end of the winter, just because we're hopefully going to have a bit of time, hopefully have a bit of cash to like, <laughs> fingers crossed, to buy a bike like that, because yeah. just as a fun thing to then sell to on sell and on just anyway. get your money back. Because if you do it at the end of the winter, it's the start of the summer anyway. Yeah. I just think it was, what a dream. That would be fun. We should definitely buy one at home and just ride it back, just both of us. <laughs> just as a surprise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to fly back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah, Gillian's picking us up from the airport. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. Just turn it. Turn Just freezing on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, fucking freezing. In the back, just covered in the duvet. Yeah. That'd actually be really good. I know. And then I was just, and then I did actually think about, oh, I've, if I didn't want to sell it, it would actually just be an amazing bike because I've been using the Trans up so much. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it probably would actually just be a really good bike as a like everything bike. Race it in the matter. Probably not that. <laughs> yeah. Man, well, it's quite late. I know this has been great. <clears throat> Don't actually know how long it's been. No, but. Hopefully it's been uh, enjoyable for anyone listening, all 721 of you. Oi. But um, yeah, me. we're back and um, stay tuned because we're going to be... We com- need to catch up, up with Chrome at- Todd. Oh yeah, we need to catch up with Chrome Todd. We're going to have a Chrome Todd episode. We need to go pick up a cob, learn about how to use it in the at- altitude yeah. and interview the owner. Yes. So we've got an episode with Ted Bunton coming up. And then... We'll probably be in France. Probably. Might have another episode in between. Basically, stay tuned. We're back and rolling. We're coming at you thick and fast. And that's, it. that's kind of it. We're, we are Charlie and Tom from 1800 Customs. Don't forget to go and check out the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, just in case we make a feature. And Cleveland Moto. Even if we don't, check them out anyway. Definitely Cleveland Moto. That's us. Any complaints, send to Phil at Cleveland Moto. <laughs> that's it. Peace.